I'm Sue. And I'm Abigail. Welcome Welcome to Two Two of a Kind, a podcast where we'll explore all things business, all things web, and and tons of things life. So we're going to chat about ways that you can take your business from okay to oh wow. So sit back, grab a cup of your favorite beverage, and let's learn together on Two Two of a Kind. Abigail. Yes. How is it the middle of December? I have no idea. I had May happen and then a whole bunch of stuff and it feels like yesterday. Yeah, it feels like the other day I was in a t-shirt enjoying the warm weather and Uh I'm not now. It's true. (laughs) I know we talk about how cliche it is, but all right. I, I did have some things happen. You had a lot going on this year. Yeah. My Middle daughter had a baby, little Charlotte Joy. She's so such cute. a joy in our lives. Um, then I had cataract surgery. Yes, and you don't have glasses on. I know. I How love crazy seeing your pearly whites. Oh, thanks. And then I joined a group uh, as part of their leadership, the Enneagram Collaborative Group, which I'm excited about. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about them in a, in another upcoming episode about groups. But um, today we are talking about setting goals. Yes, we are. That is a topic I love. Whenever I get overwhelmed with my life, I reevaluate my three-year, five-year, <laughs> ten-year plan. <laughs> so this is something I enjoy a lot. Well, I'm kind of getting down to the end of the toilet paper roll with age. So I, I have to be careful that I have those goals set and there's time left to meet them. Oh, you have plenty of time. I love that you You're going to live to 500. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's actually kind of scary. I'd have skin hanging on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what a good visual. Right. You love that? Oh, my gosh. So, guys, as you can see, we love having fun here on Two of a Kind. But we want to start with you, as we always do. We have a question from our audience, Abigail. And it came in from a sweet entrepreneur that's here in Spring Hill. And she said, help. I set goals, but I can't keep them. What do I do? What a question. I think that's honestly something everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. We all set goals. We've all messed up our goals. And I just think that's something, you know, everyone feels. It's, you know, you're not alone if you're feeling that. That's right. for sure. You are not alone. But we're here to be able to help you figure it out. So one of the number one things when I'm working with clients is sitting down, first of all, and we're going to go through the meat and go through each step. But the very first thing is, is to set mini goals. Yeah, absolutely. Starting small is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. My counselor also says, stop restarting. Oh, just that's keep good. going. Yeah. yeah just and keep I, going. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I think, dear listener, that you take your goal and then kind of get a nice big knife and cut it up. Cut it up into a whole bunch of micro goals because once that we hit a micro goal, then we celebrate it and then we then have the next goal and you add up all these pieces and you then have a completion of a goal. Absolutely. It's kind of like a snowball rolling down a mountain. Right. A snowball rolling down a mountain that becomes a huge one started with just one snowflake. Yeah, so instead of getting frustrated when you don't reach a goal or you don't hit it, just focus on those little wins and celebrate those. I think that's our great advice. Take the big goal, 
cut it up into little goals and celebrate as you reach each tiny goal. Right. Abigail, this is a tried and true tip that I want to be able to give to everyone who's listening. Yeah. So let's get out our notepads or let's get out notes on the phone, whatever you use, and write this word down. Ready? Smart. S-M-A-R-T. It's a tried and true tip. Try to say that three times real fast, right? <laughs> it's a tried and true tip. And it's been used by so many business owners. And you take your goals and you put them next to this acrostic. S stands for specific. Is your goal specific? That's important, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the next thing is have it be measurable. Along the way, you measure this goal and make sure it's aligning with the outcome that you're looking for. The A is attainable. Is this really attainable? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to jump out of an airplane 30 times before I'm 70. I think you could. Let's, <laughs> let's do that, actually, oh though. I don't know if that goal is attainable. Yeah. Is it relevant? Does it match up with the final outcome? And if it doesn't match up with the final outcome, I think you need to go back and revisit that goal. And lastly, is it timely? Is this something that you need to be able to do to make things happen in a timely manner? Smart, right? Yeah, I mean, I think all of us have kind of been learning that since school, right? But it's a matter of applying it. All we have to do is be a little smart. So write that down. Take that acrostic. I think we're going to have a blog up on both of our sites, um, Sue with the Inner Vision with a Z and createandcollab.com. So guys, let's start being smart and working smarter instead of harder in 2023. So we want to kind of really dive into the details of setting goals. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of us will fail the first time, right? Yes. Or we fail. Let's say we set all of our goals. Maybe we set them at night and then we say, in the morning, tomorrow's going to be the <laughs> best day. I'm going to do all of these things. And then maybe we don't actually get them all done and then we feel defeated. I think we need to go back and think about what about these goals is going to make me happy. Mm -hmm. When I achieve them, am I going to feel happy? Am I going to feel happy doing them? Are they, you know, going back to the, the section we just recorded, are they specific? Are they measurable? All of those things. Think about those and really think about how it's going to make you happy while you're doing it and when you accomplish it. Do you know I've never been a goal setter because of what you just said? Mm. It makes me so unhappy and I feel like such a failure and I feel like I'm so incomplete when I don't finish things. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm a type seven on the Enneagram. Starting's no problem. I love, it's kind of like an Oreo cookie. I love the beginning. And then, man, that middle is just a blast. Man, once I've tasted the cream, <laughs> that end cookie is just so hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that this year... I am going to be happy 
about setting some goals. Because once that I've set a goal, I feel good. And when I finished a goal, I feel really good. Yes, I do too. I was homeschooled. So I really loved the little stickers and the like great job and the little ribbons. Like I got like a missing tooth award <laughs> yeah. ribbon. Like I loved the all gold of those stars. Things. Yeah. Yes. I love all of that. And I think that like if the goal is small enough, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. you do still get the gold star. Like make it small enough so that you can do it every day. Make it simple. Not like every day I'm going to work on blah, 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 blah for two yeah. hours a day. Honestly, that's probably not realistic. Well, maybe in your world, yeah. as an Enneagram 3, you love goals and lists and you like to complete them. And yeah, I... But I tend to like set the goals so far out mm. that I look at it and I'm like, I can't handle all that today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so even for me, I've got to make them small, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to do more push-ups this year. So I thought, I'm just going to do push-ups every time I use the microwave because that ain't healthy, but I'm going to have to stand there. <laughs> so I might as well do some push-ups. Oh, and I started kind of seeing... a little bit of an oxymoron. But right, yeah. right. But I started Depends seeing... Depends on what's in the microwave. Yeah. Well, even if it's good, it's killing mm-hmm. all the nutrients, but mm-hmm. we won't even get into that. <laughs> but I started seeing actual like definition in my arms and I had a couple friends go like, your arms are looking kind of muscular. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And I was like push-ups while I use the microwave. (laughs) That's funny. But I love that because it was attainable. You made it into an action. I love that. Um, We we wrote down 10 ways. and Let's just go through some of these. I don't know if we'll get through all of them. But number one was write them down. Not just in a notebook because we're going to lose them, right? Right. I think we need to write them down and put them in front of us. And write them down multiple times. Yes. Like sometimes I'll write them in my journal, but if I write in the journal, I need to put it in my phone and then I need to pull up my calendar and actually schedule in when I'm going to do those things, set up reminders, timers. I mean, we started recording and we had to restart because my eat dinner timer went off. <laughs> I wish we could show the background things of everything that happened, all the, what's it called? Just the behind the scenes, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloopers. Oh, yeah, like yes. a blooper Wish reel. We could, yeah. Anyhow, I, guess what I do? What? My favorite thing. When I have a goal and I have to put it in front of me, I write it down with red lipstick on my bathroom mirror. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I go to the Dollar Tree and I'll buy a whole bunch of red lipstick. Because if it's right there in front of my face, you know how I am about notebooks. Yeah, I mean, honestly... I can flip through a lot where I got halfway through it and the rest is just blank paper. And I just started going, you know what? I'm just going to start journaling this one. Mm-hmm. And I, it'd be like 2018. And then halfway through, it's like 2022. <laughs> and I'm like, if anyone tries to read this, that's their own fault for stupid, snooping into my stuff. The thing is, though, <laughs> I've seen your blogs. You're pretty good at that. You know, you, you, you're pretty good at taking those words and putting them in there. How many times have we sat there? And I mean, if... You know, when the time comes for me to go to my glory, people are going to have a lot to read that I wrote that I never got out there because of all those notebooks. Yeah, but that's also such a special thing. It is. It is. So I'll leave a couple of those notebooks to you, okay? Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, so number one is write it down. Number two, lay out the steps, then climb them. I mean, think about this visually. Sometimes we don't lay out enough steps and we get frustrated when we feel we're going nowhere. 
True. You know how I love those visuals, right? Yes. So lay out the steps. I've watched you create wireframes for websites. What if you didn't? Honestly, I didn't in the beginning, and it made it so overwhelming. Mm. I think for the client and for me. Sure. I mean, the sketch is helpful for me, but it's also helpful for them because they know what the heck I'm working on. They can see the Mm -hmm. vision, right? It's just just a drawing that I do, but they can see more of a vision of the end goal. Well, when you lay out those steps, and I've watched you do this, number one, you have to do this. Number two... You have to do this. Number three, you have to do this. Sometimes what ends up happening, if we don't lay out the steps, you could start at number three and go, oh my gosh, I can't finish this. And I'm frustrated because you didn't do one and two. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've had to separate my whole, um, my whole projects into phases. Mm -hmm. So there's like phase one through three or four, and then there's deadlines for each phase. Not really for the client it's for me and I say hey these are the phases we go through here's all the steps in each phase here's what you can expect at the end of every single week we do check-in calls so they always know what I'm working on and everything that's going on well I'm telling you that setting a goal and laying out the steps will take you to a place of non-frustration and get you there faster yeah step number three you ready Setting a goal and keeping it comes from you getting some research and some information. So I say read 50 books in a year. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. I do think that we should break it down. How many per month? Of course you do. (laughs) How many per week? (laughs) So how would you set that goal? Well, I would probably make a whole list of Mm -hmm. all the books I want to read. I would probably highlight the top 10 Start with my favorites Mm -hmm. and also figure out, okay, which of these books do I, am I going to want to have on hand, right? Like Atomic Habits, I have listened it through probably twice. I have it on hand. I'm like listening to it as I'm reading the pages, like that one I really want to dive into. But then there's other books where like, if you honestly, if you go on YouTube and you look up the book title, you can find a lot of the free audios that way. It's true. So some of them you're just going to want to retain and not sit there and take notes. So I think you should prioritize your top 10 first, figure out how many you want to read per week, which ones are you going to listen to, which ones you want to have on hand, make it fun, schedule an hour or two to go to a coffee shop and read a book. I told someone at dinner last night that I said, I don't really like to plan ahead with friends. I like to plan ahead for myself. I will plan two weeks ahead (laughs) to go to a coffee shop. And read a book. Or if it's rainy, I'm like, yes, coffee shop reading day. Cuddle into a blanket, up on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, we're all different, you know, and as an Enneagram coach, I don't know if I'd make that list. Yeah. 50 books? I'm going to read one a week. Yeah. I might have all five on my table because it just gets me excited for the next one. But I have to be able to make sure I'm not like sneaking into that next one and doing that. My goal setting for reading this book are 52 weeks in a year. I'll take two weeks off. I'm going to read a book a week. Or I'm going to give myself a little slush time in those other two weeks. I think stacking them too in -hmm. in the like, depending on the mood you're in. So in some moods, you're going to want to read a storybook. Mm -hmm. In some moods you're in, you're going to want to read a personal development book. There are some books that I'm like, nope. 
my brain can't handle that today. We're going to go with a different one. <laughs> so I try to have like three or four and I just read according to my mood. So I'm not forcing myself to finish the book, mm-hmm. but I'm forcing myself to actually retain what I'm reading, even if it's just a page. Yes. My daughter did something called 75 Hard, and I can't remember how many books she had to read, but it was, she had to read two or three pages a day, and she was religious about this, and it changed her life. So I love this tip. Read 50 books, because reading can help you reach your goals. So number four is be more active, Hmm. which I got a little obsessed with this recently. I got into all the step goals and Mm -hmm. tracking steps and all of that. I think that's really important, though. I mean, just getting out and getting sunlight Mm -hmm. is so good for your brain, just for your mental health, all of that. All that vitamin D, there's something that happens. I have been walking recently with my daughter and the baby, and I'm telling you, I might not want to start But once that I am active and I start getting those endorphins going and ramped up, when I come back, I'm like, okay, I'm excited. All right, I need to finish this. And it's almost as if I have so much more excitement than when I started because I was physically active. Mm, Yeah, I love that. Honestly, when you said I don't, sometimes I don't want to start, I feel that way about cleaning I hate cleaning, mm. not organizing. Everything's organized, but things are not clean at my apartment. But if I have to do some cleaning, I'll set a timer for like five minutes or 10 minutes. And I'll say, okay, when the timer goes off, you're done. But once the timer goes off, I'm like in the groove. And you're not so done. So it's kind of the mental trick of getting started. Mm-hmm. And I think that being active isn't just physically. I also think that it's mentally Do you know, sometimes whenever I'm at church and worship's done and I'm hearing God's word and everything, I start getting ideas, creative ideas while I'm there. It's like God starts taking the calling on my life and starts throwing stuff in because I have literally let my mind be mentally active and spend it with him. Mm, That's really good, especially instead of just numbingly scrolling and turning on a show. Maybe I turn on The Office every night, and I've seen it 700 times in a row. (laughs) Well, I am a TV person, too. You know that. So I can't say anything about that. But we also need to be, you ready for this one? We also need to be emotionally active. I know you don't like that, but think about that. Once that we are and we have some goals, there's emotions, Abigail, that come with everything. There's happy, there's sad, there's joy, there's, you know, what was that movie that the kids love and it had all of the... Oh, I can't um, remember all the little characters. Darn it, everybody's going to know what it is. Um, But anyhow, I think that it's very, very important that we are physically active, emotionally active, and mentally active. That's going to help us to reach our goals faster than you think. So I'm not really a fan of emotions, but I've been learning that if I block out the emotions, if I'm not feeling the sadness or the hurt, I'm also not fully feeling the joy Mm. and the happiness. So I have to just allow myself to be vulnerable enough to actually feel because I want to feel the good. So I'm going to have to feel a little of the bad too. That really will help you with your goals. Yeah. It'll take you to a place you've never been before. Because when I do accomplish one, I want to feel that excitement. Absolutely. Yeah. You remember the good, the bad, the ugly, and the awesome makes us whole. Yep. 
So five is celebrate the micro wins, but we've already covered that in the, in the question. So six, I love this because you know, what do I collect? People and People. stories. Yes. Yeah. So making new connections and sharing your goals with them, that helps them to reach their goals and in turn lets them help you reach yours. I love the make new connections part. Yeah. Because it's really exciting to meet someone new and and not talk about negative things, mm-hmm. but talking about what are you excited about? What are you mm-hmm. working on? Because when you ask someone that, they're going to ask you that too. But, Absolutely. Yeah. And then they're con- they're going to collaborate. Um, my daughter, Sarah, just joined a new group and she's a fitness and wellness coach. So she is hooking up with other individuals who are doing other things in fitness and wellness, and they're going to collaborate together, just like you and I. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that word. I know. I know you are. That's why I can't wait to see what this next year brings. Um, I'd love to collaborate with some people who are even listening because I think that there is, well, you always hear me say we weren't created to create always alone. Yeah. And I think that there are some things we haven't even touched the surface yet to be able to do. Seven's one of my favorites. And it's also yours as a painter. Visualize the outcome. How can we do that creatively? How do you do that? How do you visualize the outcome of a goal? I like to scrounge Pinterest for pictures. Mm -hmm. And then I put all those pictures in a collage and print it out. Mm. I've got like a little dream board. There's a picture of a girl um, paddle boarding. There's a picture of a girl swimming with whale sharks. There's a cute little white like house, like a farmhouse style, like really finding pictures of other people doing things I want to do and printing that out in front of my face. So like if they can do it, I can do it too. Now paddle boarding is really not that big of a deal. You just go somewhere and you do it, but it's to remind myself of what I actually want to do when I'm not working. Well, I mean, you say paddle boarding is not a very hard thing to do. Are you talking about the kind that you stand? Well, I'm not saying the act of it isn't Ah. hard. I'm saying like actually picking a day and you just go. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Well, that's taking your micro goal and turning it visually and then turning it into a goal and then finishing the goal. Yeah. Even if I fall off the paddleboard a million times, which probably would happen. (laughs) It's okay. It's not about like succeeding in it. It's about just getting out into nature and getting out away from the phone, away from all of that. And so I think that visualizing the outcome is, is, I mean, I do that all the time. I daydream. Yeah, (laughs) of course. And I do that also, you know, and I also do it through conversation, but I do it through writing. I love to write. I'm an author. Yeah. So I will visualize the outcome by writing down the visualization of the outcome. It's helped me in so many different ways. And like I had a goal this past year, we're going to be talking about this in a minute. Um, I had a goal this past year of writing a book and it happened. Yeah. And, with and you freaking did it. To I'm going to come over and give you a hug I know. All right, all right, all right. Big so hugs, big hugs. Aw. So Thanks, girl. Well, visualing the outcome and holding something visual, physical is really a really cool high. Oh, something yeah. that you just can't get any other way. But visualizing your goals. I've heard people that have done dream boards and visualing the goal. 
visualizing the goal. Have you um, ever read, like, wrote a letter to yourself? Like, absolutely. In present tense, like it's already happened. Like, yes, absolutely. I'm sitting on the terrace in yes. my New York City, whatever. Like, I that's not that actually my dream. I, <laughs> well, I did that before I went to Italy. I did. Oh, I, I love I, it. I wrote a little story of me sitting there by a canal having a glass of wine and, and seeing the gondolas go by. I did. I wrote a little story myself, and then I went and did it. I love that so yeah. much. So visualize the outcome of your goal, and it will come alive in front of you in so many different ways. Now, this next one, my daughter is a fitness instructor. I hear her talk all the time, and she does a, a, a group, a wellness group called The Road to Wellness, and I actually went through it with her. I'm telling you, I'm even a coach, but I think every good coach has to have a coach. And my daughter was able to help me do this next thing, define the obstacles. Mm, what does that look like? Whenever you have, for example, I had some goals that I had for fitness and my obstacles were that I had so much pain doing them. Mm. I have those things, you know, arthritis here and, and back pains there and all this stuff. But when she helped me to define the obstacles, she was saying, mom, it's not such a big hairy goal when you can define what's keeping you from reaching it. That's good. I like that. It's like the opposite side of like, you're like looking at it from a different angle. Yes. Yeah. And she helped me do exercises that were different because we were able to define the obstacle. I remember once whenever I had a big, huge thing in front of me and I was praying and praying and praying and I heard God literally say this to me in my head and in my spirit, Sue, if you could see over this big wall that you can't see over and see what I see, you wouldn't worry. So he helped me to be able to break down those obstacles. I mean, my first obstacle is I can't see over that wall. Well, guess what? He can't. Yeah. You know, and then there's little things like, for example, when we were writing this book, how do we write a foreword? It was like a, a, an obstacle. And we were like, well, thank God for the internet because we were able to go on and see. Yeah. And we went little by little, all of the barriers that stood in front of us completing a goal, we defined the obstacle. I love that. I've never even thought about that before. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Well, defining the obstacle will help you to get past the obstacles that are holding you back from your goal. Number nine is move backward to move forward. Mm, tell me more about just your thoughts on all of that. Well, I think sometimes whenever we are moving forward and we get frustrated and we've come to, again, I'm going to bring up that obstacle. We've come to a place in the road that we can't pass. What do we got to do? We got to turn around and go backward mm -hmm. and then take another route. So sometimes we as humans, we get upset at ourselves, like, I don't want to go backwards. Well, backwards is still a movement. Because you moved somewhere, so you still learned something. It's true. Yeah. I love to play chess. And there's times when I have to go back and I have to protect my king. And I have to move all the way back across the board mm -hmm. to be able to protect my king so that we can then move forward with the next moves. 
we shouldn't be ashamed to move backward and we shouldn't be hard on ourselves. Right. We should be proud that we actually moved forward in the first place and mm-hmm. learned something. What I don't want to see happen is non-movement. Right. Stagnant movement is not, well, stagnant movement, being stagnant (laughs) is no movement. Being stagnant is no movement. It's still a choice Yeah, because you're choosing to not move. But I would rather see you move sideways, upside, downside, uh, right side, whatever, but just move. Yeah. So if we move backward to move forward, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just taking us to another route. Yeah, it's giving you more tools in your tool belt to know, okay, well, I'm not going to go that route again. We're going to hike on back and move forward in a different direction. That's right. And sometimes, and I always say this, that my plan A never works. It doesn't ever. But sometimes, and sometimes it's where I've just not done these steps we're talking about, I end up being at double G before I can move totally forward and finish that goal. Mm -hmm. But we need to be able to know that moving backward is okay. Yeah. So our last one, and this one's so important, check on your goal. Check in with it. Don't leave it alone in a dark room and cover it up. Because what happens when we do that? We get forget all about it too. Yeah. (laughs) We forget about it or we'll go, yeah, I had that goal once. It didn't work. Well, it didn't work because you didn't give it any attention. Yeah. Or you gave it a little attention and got discouraged and then just kind of let it sit. Yes. So we need to revisit it. Take it back into those, um, the, the smart tip that we talked about before and be able to look at that new goal and say, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it attainable? Is it relevant? Is it timely? And where in those five things did there, was there a hiccup? Yeah. Just don't leave it alone. Go back and see. And Abigail, sometimes the goal might be for the future. Sometimes you might sit there and say, listen, um, I'm going to move you a little bit but I will be back. Mm-hmm. Just don't leave it alone. So through all the, everything we've talked about, these 10 goals, I think we need to make this plan, whatever we have for 2023, commit to achieving it. Then we reward ourselves, you know, with the micro um, wins that we have. Share it. Get a freaking sticker book and give yourself some stickers. I I think I'm going to do that this year. I think that needs to be your new merchandise from Create and Collab. (laughs) You're selling stickers. I love this. That would be cute. Then we got to share and seek out feedback. You know, I'm having a problem with this goal. Am I I doing the right thing? Am I reaching the, the right points? Me and you go through this. This is what I do a lot with individuals with coaching. I help them be able to see the entire picture. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, where's Waldo? They've been sitting next to him for so long, they can't see him anymore. Yeah. And I'm able to go in and look and say, there he is, and give them some feedback. And really, the biggest thing is stick to our goal. If we use those 10 things, we can stick to it because now we have a plan. Right, right. Awesome.
So on each of our episodes, we like to share a resource and I could not pass up the opportunity (laughs) to ask you, Sue, you've got to share about your book, especially because it's all about hope. And I think the beginning stages of setting goals, you have to have hope. I mean, Absolutely. you don't set a goal unless you have some, even if it's just a tiny little glimmer of hope, mm-hmm. you don't set a goal until you get hope. And if you're not feeling that, Sue, tell them about your book. Okay. Well, the name of our book, well, let me just give you a tiny backstory that during the pandemic, one of the biggest words that rose to the top of the heap was hopelessness. So I, I wasn't having it. I hate that word. So myself and a lawyer and a travel writer got together, all three of us, and we wrote each 15 devotions about how hope turned up in our life. So these are 45 devotions that we wrote about a never-changing God and how the hope that he brought us is here today, and it's available for anyone. So the name of the book is called Hope Is... And we did this on purpose. The publisher wanted us to finish that. And we sat there and thought, no, because hope is something different to everyone. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's just come out. It's on Amazon. If you just type in hope is, it was written by Christy Enser, Deanne Starling, and myself. And I'm so excited for people to be able to grab this book and read about what hope is. It's so good too, y'all. It's so good. Well, I'm so thankful that you let me share this. So, hey guys, seriously, if there is something lacking in your life and you need hope, you can personally email me, sue at the inner vision with a Z, and I'd love to talk with you. Hope is available for you today. Abigail, this has been such a great episode, not just for people who are listening, but for ourselves. I'm going to go back over these 10 steps for all my goals for 2023. Yeah. I mean, I've loved all of this. I love goal setting so much. I know you do. So we're at the part right now, and we like to finish with a quote because these are little things that you can remember. You love quotes just as much as I do. Oh, I do. I have over a thousand saved on Pinterest. <laughs> I love it. You guys need to check out Abigail's Pinterest at Create and Collab. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So the quote to finish off this episode is from Thomas Jefferson, one of our founding fathers. If you want something you've never had, then you've got to do something you've never done. See you next time on Two, Two of, of a, a Kind. kind.